All right, so welcome to City Harbor Church, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. Uh, So glad that we can be together today. Um, Listen, this is Good Friday, um, a holy day on the Christian calendar. And what a holy day is, is it's a time when you, uh, that you set aside to be more focused on God than on uh, anything else. Um, And um, that is something that we want to do. We want to be more focused on God than anything else. I'm going to just set up this tripod so I don't have to hold this. Hang in there with me, everyone. Okay. For some reason, every computer tablet didn't want to work, but we are going to find a way to make it work. All right. So on this uh, Good Friday, it's a time when we are uh, focused on um, on God, focused on God more than we are on anything else. And in particular, on Good Friday, we're more focused on Jesus who was crucified and the purpose of the crucifixion of Jesus. We see in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28, where Jesus explained that his crucifixion was the sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. But we, if we want to understand this, really what we need to do is go back to the origin story with um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, where God's redemptive story with humans really starts. And it starts with a creator that gave us life, that provided for us. It started with a creator who cares about us, who gives us purpose, who gives us identity, who gave us a whole lot of freedom. And wouldn't you know it, they responded much in the same way that we do. They did the one thing that God asked them not to do. Um, And isn't that like um, the human race? And um, in that way, they found themselves in the need of spiritual cleansing, something that they couldn't do for themselves. They found themselves in the need of a savior. And we see this explained in a couple of passages um, of scripture. I'm going to start off in Romans 3. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life with the shedding of blood. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us when we were still sinners. And since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be safe through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in this new a wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. <clears throat> we get a glimpse uh, to understand what is happening um, and understanding what's happening and why it's happening is so very important. Jesus was making a sacrifice for us so that we could know new life. And he did this 
not just as a spiritual exercise. He did this not um, as an aloof superhero. He did this in the context of personal relationship. We get a window into that um, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Now, this has been made very real to me. Um, and I have so enjoyed over the past week reading the eyewitness accounts of the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so in doing that, I want to bring to you a message today called Words of Life from a Place of Death. Words of Life from a Place of Death. And what I'd like to do is read uh, from Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 47. Luke 23 uh, starting in verse 32 and through 47. And this is at the moment of Jesus uh, being crucified. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you were the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened to the cross above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you are being sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. By this time it was noon and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshipped God and said, Surely this man was innocent. So, I think what we have, even in the dying breath of Jesus, even in this time of six hours that Jesus was on the cross, three things that Jesus says that we should think about today. Even though here we are in these circumstances, we don't know what the future holds, but we can know who holds the future. And God has revealed himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so the three things that Jesus said, uh, and he said more, uh, but for the sake of time today, just want to focus on these three from this story. First, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Second, you will be with me in paradise. And third, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And what we see in each of these three is the purpose of God revealed the love of God revealed in the context of personal relationship. We see a focus on forgiveness, a focus on hope, and 
um, a focus on trust. So let's talk about each of them just briefly. As these words of life from a place of death. So first of all, Jesus looks at the people who are putting him to death, the professional executioners and the Roman soldiers, and all of those people that cried out when given a chance to choose between someone else being set free and Jesus being set free. They called out for the execution of Jesus. Jesus looks at them and prays to God for their forgiveness. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Think about this. This is, Jesus is suffering. We see that. We see that because he does cry out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Alluding to Psalm 22. And and how else can we know that Jesus is a good shepherd worthy of following to give us the peace to walk through the valley of the shadow of death like we see in Psalm 23? If not for the fact that Jesus also suffered like we see in Psalm 22. He's suffering on the cross. He's not impervious to it. He is in a place of suffering. But even in those hours of suffering, the last hours of his life, he say, he prays that God would forgive the ones who are putting him to death. This is amazing on the part of Jesus. But think about how Father God feels. If there's anyone that Father God wanted to kill, wanted to punish, it could have been the people that were putting to death his son, that were causing his son to suffer. But Jesus doesn't let that pass. Jesus makes intercession for them. He stands in the gap. He prays for them. Father, would you forgive those who are putting me to death? And he says they don't know what they're doing. Jesus, having experienced a human life, speaks to even the ignorance of the meaning of what's happening. He's asking. He's asking them. Asking them. Uh, asking for forgiveness, asking God to forgive them. And just think about this. This is supernatural forgiveness. If this is how Jesus prays about the people to put him to death, how do you think Jesus prays about you? So the first, we see this. It's in the context of personal relationship. Jesus has a focus on forgiveness. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The second is this story with the two other criminals that you will be with me in paradise, Jesus says. Think about this. There's one crucified to his right, one crucified to his left, and one that is scoffing him, making fun of him, rejects him. Another who recognizes who Jesus is, cries out to him for mercy. And Jesus doesn't say, were you one of my followers that has always been with me? Jesus doesn't say, who are your parents? What's your education? What, how much money do you have? Jesus doesn't ask him to do anything, change anything. He just immediately extends forgiveness and says he will be with him in heaven. There's a hope of heaven even in that moment. And what does this say about Jesus? If Jesus can, to this this man, this person who the Romans had determined was worthy of the death penalty, Jesus extends forgiveness and the hope of heaven. If Jesus can extend that to him, can't he extend that to you? Again, we see this. The purpose of Jesus, the love of Jesus is In this context of personal relationship, there's a focus on forgiveness. There's a focus on hope. And third, lastly, we see the words of Jesus in his dying breath. 
Something maybe you haven't given a whole lot of consideration to. Jesus prays again to the Father. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Jesus is saying, I give myself into your care, God. It's an incredibly intimate moment. In his dying breath, Jesus speaks out of his close personal relationship with Father God. With this prayer, we realize that Jesus truly believed that God had it all under control. Even in the moment of his death, suffering more than any of us have, Jesus believes that God will bring good out of it. Jesus believes he's going to be okay. Jesus declares his faith that God's redemptive purpose would be accomplished. The truth is that Father God had proven himself to be trustworthy. Jesus believed that God would bring out the best possible result. Isn't this same God worthy of your trust? Here we are in a situation where we don't know what tomorrow will bring. But God is worthy of our trust. God is worthy of us putting our life in his hands in the same way that Jesus did, saying, I give myself into your care. This is a transformative faith. This is a supernatural faith. It's based not on blind trust. Jesus had seen the Father prove his characteristics, his personality, his decision-making, his thoughts, his feelings. Jesus had seen Father God prove himself time and time and time and time again. And he says, I trust you. I trust you. So we see, even in the words of Jesus on the cross, this emphasis on forgiveness, on hope, and on trust. We read the eyewitness account stories of his dying breaths. We learn what matters to Jesus most. We see life at work in the place of death. God is always at work for his purpose of redemption. There is irrefutable truth. The proof of the life-changing power of Jesus. We see it recorded in millions of lives in scripture, in human history, and you can see it in my life, in my life story. There is a proof that there is power in Jesus, in who Jesus is, in all that Jesus has done. I want to give us a chance to pray right here, right now. Maybe you need to ask forgiveness of sins. Maybe you need to make a decision to turn away from living life to please yourself. Maybe you need to come to a place of believing that Jesus is Savior, receiving Jesus as Savior. So feel free to repeat a simple prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I confess my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I turn away from the past and I turn to you. Thank you, Jesus. Right now here today, you can have new life through Jesus. If you're making that decision for the first time, there is a party going on in heaven that is unbelievable, that is available to you. Listen, Maybe you're at a place where you need to just confess your wrong. Let's do that and let's turn to the Lord's table in the time of communion. A Christian tradition where Jesus gave us the purpose for it, okay? 
God, we come to you knowing and believing that we need your spiritual cleansing. God, forgive us for where we have been selfish. Wash us clean. Remove our guilt. Help us to be more focused on you than anything else. We thank you for new life that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So at a Passover meal, Jesus explains the purpose. And as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. He broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. Now those of you who are part of our church family, we said today we were going to have communion. And so if you've got your bread, you've got the cup available uh, around with you now, let's just go ahead and, and do that. So Jesus says, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for allowing your body to be broken for us. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. For this is my blood, which confirms a covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Let's drink. Jesus, we thank you that in you, there is life. There is forgiveness of sin. There is hope for heaven. And we can trust you. We thank you for this new life. We thank you for all that you have done for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, church family, uh, again, we apologize for the technical difficulties today. We had it all sorted out, but there was an error that was completely unexpected, which apparently people are having around the world that are syncing Zoom and um, Facebook. Uh, I want to tell you that we are going to, uh, for the church family, be sending out an email about an important opportunity we have to serve the community in the coming week with food distribution. And also, in just a moment, I'm going to post a special song that our sister Chiquetta recorded for this time today so that you can enjoy it. Thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Grace and peace to you. Have a great day.